Welcome back, everybody. We're here with another edition of the 4th and 3 podcast. This is a virtual edition, the second one we're attempting. So far, so good. It sounds like we're actually going to get through this this time. So this is exciting for not only us, but for you guys, because you get this um, a day earlier, opposed to waiting till Wednesday, Thursday. Um, yeah. So with me, as always, my co-host, AJ. Always here. It's Monday. Thank you. And today we have a special guest. We have Ghost Jared with us, or virtual Ghost Jared. Pretty All right, everybody. This has been a pretty darn good week. Um, AJ, Eagles won last night. Wasn't pretty, but they did it. It was not. They did. I'll say I'll take it for what it's worth. But yeah, that was gross. Gross to watch. Um, and then. Jared was a little bit unfortunate, but he's not too worried because the Packers are still probably going to win the North. And I had a pretty good time because two weeks in a row, the Vikings have not lost a game. So that's pretty exciting. It's something new this year for me. Um, That's being said, we'll jump into those games. Let's get through the, the, the less less fortunate games the you know the boring ones uh we got they, the Falcons. they went to carolina they went ahead and took care of business they won 25 17 uh bridgewater 15 of 23 for 176 one touchdown and an interception mike davis 13 for 66 uh, curtis samuel four receptions 31 yards and caught the lone touchdown for the panthers uh on the atlanta side matt ryan went 21 of 30 for 281 and threw an interception Todd Gurley, 18 rushes for 46 yards, one touchdown. That touchdown came very late, saved a fantasy day for a lot of people. Um, and then Matt Ryan had a rushing touchdown, which that happens maybe Weird. once a year, so that's exciting. The big news, though, is Julio Jones, seven catches for 137 yards. I believe Ridley went down with an injury, if I remember that he correctly. Yep, and uh, so the Falcons getting their second win. I know AJ and I were talking about they should probably be trading Julio Jones to Green Bay. I still think that is necessary. And uh, after yesterday's game for the Packers side, it kind of shows that they could use the extra help on offense. Oh, definitely. Moving on, we got the Bills and the Patriots. The Patriots visited Buffalo this weekend, and the Bills took care of business. They won 24-21. Josh Allen went 11-18 of for 154 and an interception. He did run a touchdown in late, which went ahead and uh, saved me. Me too. Is my speaker very loud, AJ? Not really. I say I think so. I'm just Bluetooth, and like I think you're. Yeah, you're either or try moving your mic a little bit away. I don't know. Like you're feeling like, good to me. Yeah, I mean maybe I'm maybe I'm capping too much. I guess. All right. Uh, I can turn that part down. Thanks for bearing with us, folks. Uh, Devin Singletary, 14 for 86. Zach Moss stole the show, though, 14-81, and he got two touchdowns. Uh, Buffalo took care of business. They won 24 to 21. Cam Newton was not looking like himself. 15 um, completions for 25 attempts for 174 yards. Uh, Nikhil Harris did have 16 rushes for 102 yards and a touchdown. Um, and he then does. Newton also had nine rushes for 54 yards and a touchdown. And I still think Cam Newton's a good. You agreed with me. You did. Are you seriously? You're trying. Are you? You're seriously like paraphrasing us ten weeks ago, ten eleven weeks ago? Yeah, dog. Get like, that like out you of here. remember? We're trying to do some quality content here, Jared. I thought you logged off. 
wasn't even on the podcast. Come on, Jared. All that matters is what's recorded. We have the Rams. They visited Miami. Um, did any of us take the Dolphins this week? Um, I really, really wanted to, but you I don't think I should have stuck with your guns. They went I ahead and took care of business. Tua did not look super hot, but he also didn't really look bad. Really don't have to do a whole lot because uh, the defense, the, the Dolphins' defense, kept the Rams in check. Uh, Tua ended up Dolphins? going 12 for 22 for 93 yards and a touchdown. Miles Gaskin, 18 rushes for 47 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Tua had two attempts for no yards. That's probably the biggest thing that we were kind of expecting from Tua was a lot of rushing yards. Over on Goff's side, he went 35 of 61. They attempted 61 passes. That just kind of shows you how this game was going. Uh, 35, 355 total yards, one touchdown, and two interceptions. Uh, Malcolm Brown led the backfield this week, 10 rushes for 40 yards. Uh, Robert Woods, who was actually the most effective rusher, though, he had two, well, not the most effective rusher, but he did score the touchdown. Two for nine and touchdown, and he did have seven receptions for 85 yards and a touchdown. Cooper Cup also 11, 11 catches for 110 yards. Um, this game was a little bit of a shocker. I don't think any of us really expected the Dolphins to win, and especially not in this fashion. Um, but it, it's good news for the Dolphins. One thing that I learned today, um, which kind of might explain the time for Tua a little bit, and that is... The Dolphins actually have Houston's first-round pick this year. Yeah. Which is looking like it's going to be a top-five pick. So one thing that I think they're trying to do is really see what they can get out of Tua. Because if Tua ends up not looking like he can figure it out, well, now you got a top-five pick for another quarterback, especially when Trevor Lawrence is on the or on the board. And not only that, if Tua does look like he can play well, well, then you're looking at possibly taking a new offensive lineman that I can't think of the guy's name right now, but there's one clear-cut offensive lineman that'll help give us some protection. I'll say, do you know the Dolphins actually currently bolster a top-five defense? No, I did not know that. They went into the game in a top-five defense, and they showed out. I was very curious to see if this exact thing was going to happen with kind of that hodgepodge defense they just threw together. But honestly, they look good. I'll say, I was kind of popping in and out of games, but I was always keeping an eye on the Dolphins. I wish I would have started their defense. But I also didn't know until they said that stat how good their defense was. And then obviously you like you saw the perfect example. So it's very interesting. Like if Tua, that's why I'm kind of confused with the Tua thing. Because if that's the case and Fitz gives them the best chance, why test it? But at the same time, now they're four and three. Now they can possibly go somewhere from here. And if you do want to warm Tua up, this is a good time to do it. You're not fully expected of anything. But again, don't waste that top five defense. Exactly. I totally agree with you. Um, however, they're trying to think long-term, and I think they probably realize internally that they still probably aren't quite – you know, they're looking at playoffs. They're not looking at a Super Bowl. Fair. So I think they're still they, – they realize they're still in this half-rebuilding mode. Um, however, at this point, it does look like they're on the right side of the fence. Uh, moving on, we had a really exciting game, AFC North game. We have the Steelers and the Ravens. Steelers go to Baltimore and take care of business, 28-24. to 24. Ben Roethlisberger, 21-32 of 32 for 182 and two touchdowns. James Conner, 15 rushes for 47 yards and a touchdown. Claypool went ahead and scored five catches for 42 yards. Eric Ebron scored one as well, four for 48. Uh, on Baltimore's side, Lamar Jackson was not playing too hot. I believe no. he opened the game with a pick six, and that you yep. know that's a, always a bad way to start the game. So sloppy. 13 of 28 for 208, 
He did throw for two touchdowns, but he actually threw an, an additional interception on that, and I believe he lost two fumbles. Um, it yeah. might have been one, but I'm pretty sure it was two. Gus Edwards, on the other hand, 16 rushes for 87 yards and a touchdown. Lamar Jackson matched the attempts. He had 16 for 65, and J.K. Dobbins went 15 for 113. He was the most effective rusher for yards per attempt, but Gus, Ed- Gus Edwards is the one that took the touchdown, and then Jackson, his final fumble was on the four-yard line. Um, so really just Jackson gave away this game. And that's kind of something you don't want to see out of your starting quarterback, especially the MVP. He's obviously having a really bad down year. Uh, what does this do to the Ravens internally, AJ? Do you think they're out of the Super Bowl conversation? I think it's a lot harder to put them there. Um, I still think they have a good defense. If they get ahead in games, they can outrun you. I mean, you can look at their rushing stats and they're phenomenal without Mark Ingram too. Cause JK Dobbins had a decent day as well. Oh, he had a great game. But, but the biggest thing is, Lamar has proven he can't do it in big games. Like, I, I, it sucks to say that, and I hate to, because I'm, I'm personally rooting for the guy. But whether it's the playoffs or against the Chiefs, like the teams he was brought in to be, literally Mahomes, you know, the Steelers, whoever else, he, he's not beating them. And that's got to be, you know, a systematic issue where they have to look at that and be like, why can't we get over the hurdle? We throttle bad teams, but we lose an edge against good teams. Is there something there? That's what I'm, that's what they may be thinking. I'm not there yet, but it is very suspect. The fact they can't get past these big games. It really is. Um, their defense was pretty good, but it wasn't great in the game. Um, they ran the ball a ton, but granted the Ravens, they were in position to win. They just gave it away at the end. Yeah. No, I agree. Yeah. Cause it came down to, oh no, I'm thinking of the, of Cam's fumble. Um, but no, yeah, it was a it was a really good game though. I thought it was gonna be kind of a blowout, especially after that pick six. But that's where I differ because he did come back pretty well and it came down on that last drive. So kudos, but Benry, undefeated. Let's go. One thing, um, so so Jared's off, right? Jared Jared left. Yeah, he's done. One thing I want to point out is, I think it's kind of funny that he's kind of gunning us in the chat and kind of calling me out a little bit. Seems like he's a little salty after yesterday's game. Oh, he absolutely was. It was good. To... And typically, when Jared's winning, it just it never stops. You just get memes, gifts, but like they're all. He'll send you like twelve in the course of like a minute and a half. But a then minute and a half is generous. Oh yeah, but then when it's vice versa, he's just dead silent. I know, just cowered in the corner. That's right, Jared. Harder, I'm looking at you. Looking at you, Ghost Jared. Exactly, Jason. Jason. Uh, Bengals, they ended up uh, taking care of business against the Titans. Big upset win. The Bengals win 31-20. to 20, uh, Not with Tennessee wanted to see. Ryan Tannehill, 18 of 30 for 233, two touchdowns, one interception. Derrick Henry did have another day, 18 rushes for 112 yards and a touchdown. Corey Davis, whom I told Steve to play this weekend, uh, ended up with eight receptions, 128 yards and a touchdown. And then A.J. Brown salvaged his day. Four catches, 24 yards, and he caught a touchdown late. That's what we like to see. Um, looking over on the Cincy side, Burrow went 26-37 for 249, two touchdowns. Gio Bernard, your mustache boy, went 15 for 62 and a touchdown. Um, Perrine, 10 for 32 and a touchdown. Uh, Tyler Boyd, big touchdown late in the game. Uh, and then Bernard actually had a receiving touchdown as well, so he finished yes, the he day did. with two touchdowns. Um, this is huge. I, I This is a this is a statement. There was a few statement games. I feel like we learned a lot over this weekend. Um, the Titans are 
a good team, but they're not a great team. Correct. I would I would agree. I'll say I think that five and zero start was at the time I was like very warranted. But even towards the end of that game, when it was kind of out of control, they still kept running Derrick Henry. And I like I get it; it's still Derrick Henry. But like you're in basically throw mode, and they're still running the ball on first and second down. I was like, what's happening? So. Yeah, I think if they can't run the ball like they want to, A.J. Brown was covered extremely well. Obviously, you saw Corey Davis go off. But I think, yeah, he's too big of a part of that game. And they just don't know what to do if they can't run the ball. No doubt. No doubt. Um, And honestly, I think it kind of – I mean, it definitely exposes the Titans. You know how to beat them. If you can – and this is a big if. If you can stop Derrick Henry, then you'll win the game. Yeah. Um, let's, let's move on here. Let's talk about a couple boring games. We'll breeze through these, uh, Browns and the Raiders. Cleveland is who we thought they were. Uh, they lost six to 16 at home. Now, granted the weather affected them. Um, however, you thought it would probably be a good thing because they're such a run heavy team. Ba- Baker Mayfield went 12 of 25 for 122. A cream hunt, 14 rushing attempts for only 66 yards. Kind of pretty low for him, actually. Um, and then the, the catch game was pretty non-existent, except Landry did have four catches for 52 yards. Um, but other than that, Cleveland just kind of got stopped. Looking over at Las Vegas, they the win obviously affected them a ton as well. Carr had 24 total attempts, completed 15 of them for 112 yards and a touchdown. That did not go to Darren Waller, unfortunately. Um, Looking at the rush game, Josh Jacobs rushed 31 times for 128 yards, but could not find the pay dirt, which is a little bit frustrating. They really uh, left me high and dry for the the fantasy this week. Uh, But Waller, once again, leads, leads the receptions on this team. Five for 28, just did not get that touchdown. A uh, little bit of a bummer, but you know what? Uh, I, I thought this was going to happen. I, I didn't think the I didn't see the Browns winning this game. Um, any any quick words? Um, no, I mean we were definitely wrong about Nelson Aguilar. So if you did start him, that was on Jared. It was his flexi pick. So blame him. Yeah, let's hear those comments on Wednesday. Uh, another boring game. We had the Chiefs just completely went into uh, New York, or is it technically New Jersey, and took care of business. Uh, they won 35-9. to Just quickly breeze through this. Uh, the Jets, Darnold went 18-34, 133. He's looking really bad. That's There's really no, there was honestly nothing good about the Jets game this weekend. Um, no, they did, they did hold uh, CEH and Le'Veon Bell to like a combined 18 yards. Um, so credit there, I suppose. But yeah, absolutely exposed by Mahomes. Five touchdowns. He's a monster. Um, you're even giving the Jets the benefit of the doubt there. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, 31 of, for 40, 31 of 42 for 416 and five touchdowns. Edward Zilaire had six rushes for 21 yards. Bell had six rushes for seven yards. Uh, however, Bell had another 31 yards through the air. And then um, Clyde had another 10 as well. So definitely more than... 27 or whatever number you said uh, whatever still sorry jets you're gonna be bad (laughs) for another four years yeah if that's the case that's all it is uh the colts took care of the business at the lions uh matthew stafford did not play well he went 24 42 for 336 three touchdowns and an interception however a lot of that came late he was overthrowing guys left and right because i actually did a deep dive into the detroit lions to see what was going on there kenny galladay got hurt in the third quarter non-contact hip injury so that's really a big bummer but what else is new 
Um, looking over at the Andy side, Phillip Rivers took care of business. He went 23 for 262, threw three touchdowns, which I think is the first time he's done all week. So good job for the team of fourth and three. Uh, Wilkins, 20 rushes for 89 yards and a touchdown. That's concerning with Jonathan Taylor. He only had 11 rushes for 22 yards. Really not the back we expected out of him, especially with the monster year he had last year in Wisconsin. Uh, Naeem Hines, another running back. He had three receptions for 54 yards and two touchdowns. And I don't know if you saw a celebration, but he did a sweet, like, 180 backflip. It was really cool. Oh, yeah. The, the, like, the full round off, I believe it was called. Kalen, who used to do cheerleading, she was like, guess what that was? And I was like, that was cool. I decided to do, like, a flip 360. It was awesome. And it was also a good spin to even get in the end zone. So, very acrobatic play. Fun to watch. Uh, the Chargers blew it to the Broncos. They lost 30-31 to 31 in mile high. Uh, Herbert went – or is it Herbert or Bear? I have no idea. Okay. because I, I thought it was Herbert, but – I thought it was Herbert and Connor saying Bear. Whatever, though. Uh, 29-43 to 43 for 278, three touchdowns. He did throw two interceptions. Um, definitely led to them losing. Uh, Justin Jackson led the backfield, 17 rushes for 89 yards. Uh, they also have Pope, who went for 10 for 67. Uh, I'm sorry, went for 67 on 10 carries. said that backwards. Uh, Mike Williams, five receptions for 99 yards and a touchdown, really using that big body. Keenan Allen, nine for 67. Just another Keenan Allen week. He proves me wrong week in and week out. Really killing the game over there. But the story was Drew Locke. 26 of 41 for 248, three touchdowns and an interception. Philip Lindsay did have six rushes for 83 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Hamilton scored a touchdown. Hamlet got a touchdown. And this guy, oh, oh, I'm not even going to try to say his name. Starts with an O. It's a tight end. (laughs) Sorry, guys. Um, Not the best content right there. But you know what? The Broncos took care of business. They scored a touchdown very late, and they won at home. I kind of think this is a little fluky. I don't want to say fluky, but I still believe the Chargers are the better team. Uh, It's just some rookie quarterback woes, you know. And it's it's the Chargers. So it's literally, do you have, like, the Chargers playing the Falcons? Like, who's going to ruin it for themselves? Exactly. And so watching this, yeah, they literally scored 21 points in the fourth quarter to come all the way back on a with one second left touchdown to KJ Hamler. It was amazing to watch, but such a Chargers slash Falcons thing to do because they're grouped together now. The Saints squeaked one out against the Bears in Chicago. They won 26 to 23 off a field goal in overtime. Nick Foles once again not looking very good, uh, but he did lead the team back to a field goal to tie the game, sent it into overtime. Uh, over overtime was. Man, AJ, both these teams are not very good. It, it's frustrating. No. Uh, Allen Robinson did score a touchdown. A lot of people are once again calling for Mitch Trubisky to take back the reins, which is crazy to think about. Drew Brees, 31 of 41 for 280, really throwing them short passes, a lot of them to Alvin Kamara. He actually led the uh, re- receivers with nine catches for 96 yards, and he also rushed 12 times for 67. He did not yet find Pater at throw, so I'm sure that's frustrating for a few of you fantasy owners. Um, it was the tight end show, though. Cook and Hill both had a touchdown apiece, and they combined for 81 yards off seven catches. Pretty good against the Bears defense in Chicago. Granted, there's no fans, so it's not quite the same. I, that's still an impressive feat. However, the Saints really, really need Michael Thomas back. Oh, yeah, the game was just ugly. I, I kept thinking, I was like, oh, it's getting really close. I'm going to watch it. And I still couldn't even bring myself to turn that game on. Yeah. I could have. Yeah, I, just, I couldn't do it. 
Uh, let's let's see. The Seahawks crushed the Niners, thirty-seven to forty, thirty-seven to twenty-seven. I apologize. Wilson went twenty-seven to thirty-seven for two sixty-one, four touchdowns. Uh, their running back is it Dre Dallas? DJ Dallas. DJ Dallas. Eighteen rushes for forty-one yards and a touchdown. They clearly missed. Chris Carson. However, let's credit that 49ers rush defense still very strong. Um, however, they did get torched in the air. DK Metcalf is a monster. Ooh. 12 catches for 161 yards and two touchdowns. He would have won me my fantasy game in my family league if Dalvin Cook hadn't already done that for me. Uh, Dallas also had a receiving touchdown and uh, David Moore even got in on the action. Three catches, 18 yards, and a touchdown. Looking at the 49ers side, Garoppolo did go out. He is down with a high ankle sprain and is expected to miss a few weeks. Mullins came in, though. He actually didn't do too bad. 18 completions for 25 attempts, 238 and two touchdowns. Uh, Jermichael Hasty led the rushing field, or uh, led the rush with 12 rushes for 29 yards and a touchdown. Brandon Ayuk. Good job, Connor. Called this one. Eight receptions for 91 yards and a touchdown. That was solid. However, they could not take care of the Seahawks in Seattle. Um, the Niners, they're such an up-and-down team, and they just every week get obliterated with some sort of injury. Yeah. I'll say this week, yeah, because you saw the reports that Jimmy G and George Kittle are out indefinitely. Kittle broke a bone in his foot, so he's out eight weeks. Yep, I did see that. So that's that's okay. rough as well. Um, which sounds like the perfect time to send Kirk Cousins and Kyle Rudolph to the net. Honestly, wouldn't be terrible. It really wouldn't. Um, but yeah, Nick Nick Mullins came in and played significantly better than Jimmy G was. But Jimmy looked injured, like the entire game. They're just like he's not even throwing off his back foot, and it led to inaccuracy. And they're already hurt enough. They can't you know do this on the fly. But yeah, Brandon Ayuk, a guy to so- watch. Sunday night, the Eagles took care of the Cowboys 23-9. However, as we alluded to earlier, that was a really ugly game. Ben DiNucci, starting quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys, 21-40 for 180 yards. No touchdowns, no interceptions. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott, 19-63. for He is just not looking like himself this year. I don't really know what's going on with him. Michael Gallup, 7 receptions for 61 yards. Uh, C.D. Lamb, 4-27. for Amari Cooper. One for five. Where the heck are you, dude? What's going on, man? Uh, his name's Darius Slay. Locked him down through three quarters, and then he got hurt. And then he had a catch. Fair. Carson Wentz, 15-27 for 123 yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions. Not looking super hot. Boston and two Scott. Fumbles. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Two fumbles. Not looking good at all. Boston Scott, 15 rushes for 70 yards. No touchdowns there. Uh, Jalen Rager. Hey, look at that. Three receptions, 16 yards. Is this his first touchdown? It is. Yes. Yeah, he's, he's out for a little bit. And, uh, of course, someone in the league already tried to trade me A.J. Brown for Jalen Rager in a pick in his first round two years from now. <laughs> you got to so, love that. Still not going to happen, but no. Super appreciative. Love the kid. Hope him all the best. But now let's let's see it go. I think Travis Fulgham's the real deal, though. I was just going to bring him up. Diamond in the rough. Way to find Ooh. him. Another touchdown. Is it four weeks in a row scoring a touchdown now? Yeah. And and the crazy thing is this does not happen in Philadelphia. Like we don't ever just luck out and find a guy. Like it, it doesn't happen, especially a wide receiver nonetheless. So the fact that he's just showing out and like just, oh, dude, I love him. That dude is just going to be a monster. I cannot wait to see what, what this turns into, especially now that you have Jalen Rager. Greg Ward dropped a pass, which never happens. But that 
that little trio, I know it doesn't sound good, but watching them, I have a little bit of faith. Now, if our quarterback can just clean that crap up. Um, let's let's talk about my favorite game of the week, last game of the week before uh, this game, which is Tampa Bay and New York Giants. Hashtag go Buccaneers. Um, but the Vikings went ahead, went into Lambeau, and took care of business there. They won 28-22. to It did come down to that final drive. Um, but it was, it was a very interesting game. Kirk Cousins not asked to do a whole lot. He completed 11 passes for 14 attempts for 160 yards and a touchdown. He did everything that we needed him to do, uh, in a game that had 25, 30 miles per hour wins. It really crippled the pass game, which obviously was, you know, that that's Aaron Rodgers specialty throwing the ball. Uh, they don't have Aaron Jones. So basically came down to the Aaron Jones list rushing team of the Packers versus the Vikings all-star rush attack. Uh, let's jump into Dalvin cook 30 rushes for 163 yards and three touchdowns. And then he had two more receptions for 63 yards and a touchdown was, I mean, if it wasn't for Dalvin, we we wouldn't have won this game. Um, now I know we all picked Green Bay to win, but let's not forget I alluded that the Vikings are probably going to win this game, and I said that the way they're going to do this is they're going to have to run Cook, control the clock, and keep the ball out of Aaron Rodgers' hands, and that is literally all they won. Uh, the Packers scored quickly on their first drive, then the Vikings scored on their second drive. They traded touchdowns for the first two drives each, and that was actually the whole first half, which was really interesting. Um, four total drives for the first and second quarter. You don't see that very often, especially in today's pass-happy league. Um, then the Vikings went ahead and got the ball back in the second half, scored a touchdown, um, stifled the Packers. The, the Vikings defense actually showed up. Um, then the Vikings scored a second touchdown and they went up 28, 14 and I'm sitting there. I'm like, no way is this actually happening. Right. <laughs> you know? And then oh, of course fair. here comes the end of the game. The Packers come down, they score a touchdown. It's 28, 20. They're going to kick the extra point, right? No. They're like, well, let's go for two. Why would anyone mm. in God's green earth go for two? So they went for two, and of course they get it. And now as a Vikings fan, I'm shaking because it's 28-22. And granted, I'm like, you know, we get the ball back. We get to run the clock. I know how this game's going to finish, right? So they go ahead. They stop us. They get the ball back with like 50 seconds to go. And myself and the whole state of Minnesota almost pooped their pants because we knew Aaron Rodgers was going to come down and win the game. They just need to score a touchdown and kick the extra point. Yep. Um, but – did you watch that game, AJ? Um, I watched enough of it. But it did I watch the entire game? No. Crucial at the very end when they were coming down and Aaron Rodgers threw a pass to Robert Tanyan and it, he did not get out of bounds, so they got to go ahead and spike the ball. There was like 30 seconds left. Um, I watched the second half. I did, Yeah, I watched the entire second half. Sorry. I had to replay it in my head. I was bouncing in and out of games, but I did watch the Vikes second half because I thought – I don't, know if it was Devontae, I don't know if it was Devontae Adams or if it was Jamal Williams, but do you remember when the, he did not line up correctly and Rodgers screamed? You could hear him through yep. the CD. Rodgers screamed at him to get into the right position. So that knocked off about 13 seconds, which gave them like 10 seconds left on the clock from the 50-yard line, and the rest was history. Uh, the Vikings went ahead and caused a fumble, took care of the ball, and they walked away as winners. And Wait, we did so not hear from Jared a whole lot today. No, and the fact that he actually took that time to to reline him up was actually genius. So because he did that, they avoided the penalty, which was also a 10-second runoff. Yep. So they could either have 13 seconds or three seconds 
But yeah, because he screamed to get down, got another chance, and then you're like, oh, yep, Hail Mary. And then, yeah, just got absolutely wrecked. The meme of it is hilarious. Um, I didn't know a shoulder could go back that far. That thing is just way back. It's got to hurt oh, just yeah. a tiny bit. Um, but no, I was super pumped for you guys, honestly. And then, yeah, the fact that Jared's team lost, just an added bonus. Uh, this my, my My question for you, AJ, is how, after seeing the Packers lose this way, because Obviously, they probably would have won had it not been for that windy, windy field. But they got obliterated by the run, which is how they got crushed last year. And every time they seem to play a team that's somewhat competent, they fold. And then once again, Aaron Rodgers does not complete the fourth quarter comeback. Does How far down on the power rankings does, does this drop the Packers for you? Because the, you, more than any of us, were down on the Packers saying that they're not the team that we think they are. They, you know, they're not as good. The record didn't show it. And kind of what I, you were saying is coming to fruition a little bit. And like I said, I think there, there are pieces, but they get exposed. Um, and I think the, the longer we go into the season and people kind of pick up what the Packers do, especially without Aaron Jones, not that Jamal Williams has been bad by any means, but a lot of that team runs through him and then Rogers gets a bunch of the credit. So without him, their defense, especially their run defense. I thought they plugged up some holes, getting rid of Blake Martinez, I thought was a huge issue. And now that's, yeah, it's proving itself. I don't know what changed. Their run defense has not been good, but Rodgers has been so good early that they get up on leads and they have to pass the ball. And they have Jerry Alexander. <laughs> Jerry was so, there this weekend. So you have all that backup. So I think this honestly does drop them down quite a bit. And I think at some point... You take the season, them out of the top like, five. Yes. You take them out of the top ten? No. All right. Are they? I would have, they all right. So if they're between ten and six, where, where are you putting them? Probably like eight. Okay. So I mean, they're still on the the latter half, but I don't know because I mean, if I literally just thought about it off the top, I could. So I'd still put the Ravens in front of them, Steelers. I'd put in front of them, the Titans because I think in a head-to-head match, Derrick Henry would just obliterate them. Yep. And, and like that right there is an issue. You're like, if one facet of our defense or offense is that bad, they can make up for it elsewhere. And then that becomes a huge issue. What about so, the Seahawks? Oh, significantly higher. I think Seahawks are way up there. Um, let's think. Both teams. What about Bill? This is an interesting. Who would you take? Would you take the Rams or would you take the Packers? Packers still. The Bills. As of as of late, I would still have to go Packers. Okay, they both took bad losses, so I ask. Um, exactly. How, about the, how I... about the Buccaneers? They they got to be ahead, right? Oh, absolutely, hundred percent. Okay. Um. Let's see. How about the Eagles? Way ahead. No. Way ahead. <laughs> I wish. I I really do wish. Um, that is tough. Yeah. So if I actually look at one, two, three. The Bills, I think, would be really tough, but it, it's still hard to say just because Josh Allen hasn't looked amazing. Seahawks definitely, Bucks yes. I guess the Saints are dropping down too. Maybe I'm thinking it might be a little bit earlier. Maybe I put them like six just looking at this. But the Dolphins are up there for me. They might be like a top ten team at the moment. And only yeah, one of yeah, us. Yeah, that, that, that's a bold statement, but but I can I you know can't really argue you right now. I'll say like I would put them currently over the Bears, Saints, Cowboys, and Eagles, Giants. A decimated 49ers team, uh, the Chargers and the Broncos, Patriots, 
obviously the Rams, Lions, Jets. So they're up there for me. That's all I'm saying. I think they are potentially top 10 teams. Like if I sat down, wrote down a list, they'd be teetering on that mark, honestly. All right. I, 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 can, I can get behind that. They're, they're fun to root for. I'll tell you that much. Exactly. Um, well, that pretty much sums up most of what I got to say. I'm just give you one little tidbit. Uh, I definitely think the Packers are still a better team, and I think any other given day they probably would have beat us. But you know what? Not this week. Not this game. And I'm going to live with this. I'm going to enjoy this week. This is my week. This is Minnesota's week. If you're a Vikings fan, take this for what it is. You deserve it. We all deserve it because uh, we got another big game coming up next week. Every every game of the rest of the schedule is big. Uh, but you know what? Dalvin Cook, you're a monster. You're probably the best back of the league. 30 rushers for 163, three touchdowns, adding 63 yards through the air and another touchdown. Here, arguably better than Adrian Peterson, and we're, we may be watching the best running back in the league right now. That's we're going to see where it goes from here. I don't think you're far off, especially with Zeke and Saquon out, Christian McCaffrey hurt. But even with those guys, he's still very close. I didn't expect – I thought he was going to be elite, but he is putting up those type of numbers. So I'm I'm excited to see what happens at the end of the season, if he can stay healthy. That's also huge. No doubt, no doubt. So, well, do you have so, any other tidbits before we get out of here? I don't. I'm going into my bye week knowing that the Eagles are definitely garbage, but we play in a trash division – so you never know what's going to happen, and the Eagles could win the division for eleven and one. Well, the nice, but, the nice, the nice thing is that you're at least going off on a win. Exactly, and on the Cowboys with Ben DiNucci. All right, everybody. Hilarious. Thank you for listening to this week's episode, this recap episode. We hope you found some value in it. I had fun with it, AJ. I think you had fun with it. Our teams are winning, or I shouldn't say they're winning. But two weeks in a row, neither one of us got a loss, so that's sweet take that for what it is and uh yeah well at least i'll move into my bye week you know on a high note so yeah all right this is nick stager signing off uh and on peace all right bye everybody see you ghost jared on fourth and three <laughs> there we go